All right, welcome to our 10th episode of Balancing Chaos with Kelly and Gretchen. And we are going to do a mostly favorite things episode today because, well, Kelly will explain in a minute. But I wanted to start because I have this story for Kelly that I haven't told her yet. And this is an atheist parent story versus Christian parent. And um, Willa came home yesterday and she said, Mom my friends were talking about God on the playground. And I was like, oh, really? What were they saying? She said, they said God invented us. And I told them, no, God isn't real. Your mom and dad created you. And the kids were like, but no, God created us. And she was like, he's not even real. No. <laughs> we, no. Your parents created us. And what, I'm trying to think of what the other one was. And then finally she was like, you know what? My family doesn't believe in God and Jesus and all of that. Oh, she said, oh, and they said that Christmas was God's birthday. And I said, well, Christians believe that even though it's really not accurate, it really came from the pagan tradition of solstice and bringing back the light and all of that. But that's kind of how, how it goes. She's like, well, I told them, I'm not talking to you guys about this because God isn't real and my family doesn't believe in that. So I'm just going to go hang out someplace else. <laughs> So, and when she turned around, she said, and one of the one of the um, people on the playground apparently was overhearing. And when she turned around, the person on the playground winked at her. She's like, she didn't say anything, but she did this. And she did a wink. <laughs> and oh, then gosh. And, uh, she's like, so I know God isn't real. Well, I, <laughs> I think part of the issue with religion and especially with kids, I think it goes right along with race and acceptance of different cultures, that there are different beliefs and that we need to respect right. each other's. And it's probably funny, like, my kids are going to be mortified when some little girl on the playground someday tells them there isn't a God. <laughs> well, they will seriously be mortified because they're yeah. like, no, Grandpa's in heaven with God and... Um, and that's terrible. They'll probably come home crying if they had that same conversation. <laughs> well, Will is keeping it real on the playground yeah. and being like, mm, no, it doesn't no. happen. <laughs> and uh, and the other one, too, is that um, we don't do Elf on the Shelf. I really despise Elf on the Shelf. And one of my friends wrote this excellent article for The Atlantic five years ago now. And I told her it's now my holiday tradition to pull up the article and share it with people when they start going all Elf on the Shelf. I know you guys do it. However, last night, the girls made a... Christmas kitten and they laminated it and they're like mom you have to hide this like an elf on the shelf <laughs> and I'm like whatever so then Ingrid wrote this letter that said dear Santa Willa made a Christmas kitten its name is Coco and you need to hide it and do all these fun things and then Willa knows that it's not real but Willa accidentally this morning told Ingrid that I hid it and she came upstairs so upset that she had ruined the magic for Ingrid and Ingrid is on the big kid side of Santa yeah. and I'm like no it's fine she knows and then she's like no she doesn't so just pretend so I had to go down and pretend that Santa had come and moved this stupid laminated cat <laughs> so like they're forcing me into doing some sort of elf on the shelf but well you had gone off on your elf on the shelf which I was like okay that's a little too far for me Gretchen you have <laughs> your strong opinions but don't criticize my elf on the shelf well I'm not but, criticizing yours I'm just I don't do it well the funniest thing is that so we hide it in different spots and that's the extent that we go with it and the kids the kids freaking love it they love it but their friends at school their parents are the elf does tricks every day so like one day someone in his class um cameron's class wrapped a backpack and then one day they put flooded balloons in a space and so so cameron wants our elf 
to do tricks. And, oh, they bring candy. The elf brings candy. And I was like, no, you know what? Our elf, he doesn't do stuff like that. Our elf is really. I didn't have time for that. Our elf is a bit of an underachiever. Our elf just likes to hang. Well, that's the thing. And that's kind of part of it, too, is that because then you get, get that situation of, well, my elf knitted me a sweater last night. And your elf just moved from the fan to the floor. Right. Like Your elf stinks. So basically, this is, it's kind of almost like a game. There's this game they do at, I think they learned it at Rec, called Hucklebuckle Beanstalk, where it's like hide and seek, but you hide an object. And then you have to find the object. And it's a game that the kids both loved whenever they did Rec camps and stuff. So it's basically Hucklebuckle Beanstalk with a laminated, homemade, drawn kitten that they've named Coco. And it's because, so it's this whole thing like, well... You might hide some days. You might not. You know, it's a busy time of year for Santa to fly in here and move that thing around. And and both kids know it's me, but they're both trying to pretend for each other that it's not. It's like this. This oh all gosh. happened in the space of like an hour last night because we wouldn't let him watch TV. So this is what I get for not letting him watch TV. Well, it's like the peer, it's peer pressure at school. They hear the other kids have the elf. And so and then now apparently my kid, the elf is like turbo now. I had no idea the elf was supposed to do tricks. Oh, and then people do these elaborate things with their elves, and they make huge messes. Like, oh no, the elf got into the baking supplies and dumped flour. All actually, that's what happened in my house because my house is a disaster right now. It was the it was the elf. Oh. He came and threw all the wrapping paper everywhere. So, oh no. But they do all these messy things. I'm like, why would you make that problem for yourself? Yeah. Why would you dump flour all over your floor just because they're not going to clean it up? You are. So why would you? invite that kind of chaos into your life more than it already exists well my uh, we have a birthday outfit for <laughs> our TikTok because maxwell's birthday is oh. on is in the middle of the season so it's really funny he's like coming out of a cupcake so and there's a book to go with the birthday oh my god i think it's supposed to help elf on the shelf live on throughout the year but just so happens it's right in the same season for him so we have that and then this year i bought it a superhero outfit is he a surveillance narc elf is he watching for goodness no we we will sometimes cam and be like "Ooh, did tic tac hear me say that bad word because here's (laughs) the other day my friend's mom she lives in the neighborhood and she came over to pick up some doTERRA and i didn't know she was coming and she has, she smokes, so she has a really, really raspy, deep voice. And oh, God. If you didn't know she was coming, I was upstairs with the kids putting them to bed, and sh- all of a sudden, I hear, kill it! <laughs> and I go, oh, shit! <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, ever since then, the kids, they are obsessed with the word, oh, shit. And even at the parade, we had the Holiday of Lights parade, Maxwell was walking. He turned around and looked at us. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then Cameron's learned the SH word for school. He's like, shoes, show, shit. And he keep, they keep doing it. They think it's a hilarious. So I'm trying to be like, no, that's a really bad word. I shouldn't have said that. And so he said it the other day. And he's like, oh, did Tic Tac hear me say that? <laughs> so it's not intent. It's not like a. Yes, he fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't say it. I'm sorry. I, said, the, uh... I thought someone was coming to kill us. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to have our. So we're going to. This episode will be all about our favorite things since it's sort of the season that things do gift guides and stuff like that so we're gonna start with kelly's story about oprah who inspires our favorite things piece anyway so kelly tell us about your little run-in with oprah okay so i've never really been a person who likes to watch tv and so growing up i just i hated it i thought it was so boring i just never liked it 
And but I when I got older, I did really like Oprah. I loved Oprah show. I loved it so much. And I watched the show faithfully all throughout my life and I this what really inspired me to pursue a career in wellness. It's 100% from watching Oprah. I learned everything I know about health from watching Oprah. Not <laughs> not now. I mean, of course now <laughs> right. I have my own knowledge on health, but before I went to school and mm-hmm. started researching wellness and health, that was my complete inspiration. So I was in living in Portland, Maine at the time, and I was driving on the road, and there was a new, on the radio it said, Oprah has announced that she's going off the air. And I was so devastated. I cried. I, <laughs> I literally cried in my car. But simultaneously, I had uh, was just finishing up the wellness coaching certification. And I'll tell people who are listening, because a couple people have actually asked me about it, it's through Well, it's well Coaches, and it's uh, out of Harvard, and it's amazing. If anyone's interested, you should look into it. It's a great it's an absolutely fantastic certification. So anyway, part of a lot, one of the wellness coaching techniques is to um, help people vision the life they want. And you can do this through a lot of different ways, but one of the ways is vision, not just a vision board like where you, you know, cut everything out, but, you know, just writing down, like, this is what I want to do with my life. Because so many times you're like, oh yeah, that would be great. And you kind of act like it's not possible, but it in wellness coaching, the belief is anything is possible. So I forced James one day to go to the ocean and we made this huge list of, we didn't, it wasn't fancy. It was just written list of our biggest dreams. Were you guys married yet? We were married, okay. yeah. And um, so we went through and a lot of the things were really practical. And um, at the end I said, he goes, okay, do you have anything else you want to put on there? And I said, well, I have one wish dream but it's so silly I'm not gonna put it on there and he's like well what is it and I said well I want to meet Oprah Winfrey and he goes Kelly that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you <laughs> took me out here to this ocean so we can write this dream board and this is your biggest dream it's kind of pointless if you don't put it on the list and I go oh fine so the very last item on this list was meet Oprah Winfrey so <clears throat> about a month later they I was on the Oprah chain mail and I get this mail that says, are you, the, te- the subject line was, are you an Oprah Ultimate Viewer? And I, it pinged, and I was like, hmm, well, yes, I am. <laughs> so I clicked it, and then it takes you to this form. And the form is so boring. It's like, what was your favorite show? How did it inspire you? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, these questions are ridiculous. It's not just one show. You can't just pick right. one show. So I decided I was going to write this thank you letter. So I wrote a thank you letter to Oprah. Just basically poured my heart out to her. And then I copied and pasted it into their character thread, you know. So, essentially, I was responding to questions with my thank you letter in each block. Because they also had limits to each one. I was like, oh, shoot. So, I submit it. I think nothing of it. About two weeks later, I get a call from a producer from Harpo Studios. (laughs) And she starts asking me all these questions. And she really, truly made it out to be about wellness coaching and my career in um well as a wellness coach in nursing and how I was going for my PhD in wellness and she she did a great job and it almost sounded like I was gonna be invited to the show. But she they were so strict they're like don't tell anyone we called you. Uh, this is a hundred percent confidential. Do you tell James? Yeah I definitely told James <laughs> So I hung up the phone, and I was like, wow, that was crazy. And then we were moving to Boston to start our PhD program in September. So we moved, I think it was the weekend after Labor Day, this fifth or sixth, 
and right before that weekend I got an email that said congratulations we've reserved tickets for Oprah's ultimate viewers to attend shows throughout her final season are you available to attend and the show is September 8th something like that literally the second day of school in my doctoral program <laughs> and I was moving to Massachusetts and by the way I was a graduate student making $16,000 a year so I was broke and but how could you right so I agree to go I tell my advisor she was so annoyed she was totally unimpressed I was like well I'm gonna go I got invited to an Oprah Winfrey show she's like so for you loser um that's great so anyway we go to the show I bring my mom did you have to pay your way there uh yes you did have to pay your way there I brought my mom and um we're everyone's kind of buzzing in the audience and we get in there we had no idea what we were in for but that whole audience had been (laughs) pre-selected and it was the season premiere of the 25th season and she came out and she told us all that we were going to Australia with her. And John Travolta was there. And you can see me in the clip, too. I'm just standing there with my my hands wide. Because my advisor was already annoyed that I went to the show. <laughs> and I was thinking, we're going to Australia right now. Like, I don't have a passport. I'm definitely getting kicked out of Northeastern. I'm in so much trouble. This is crazy. But, um... And the crazy thing is, on that dream list that James and I had uh, worked on together one of his dreams on there was to go to Australia. So anyway, long, this is a kind of a long story, but we, in December 10th or 8th, it was either between the 8th and the 10th, we flew all expenses paid. So it's been almost exactly however many years. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah. To Australia with 300 people. My mom gave her ticket to James um, because she's terrified of flying and James really, Really right. want to go to Australia, and so they profiled us all before we went, and uh, we got profiled into a group of couples who never had a honeymoon. So everyone, once we got there, was split into different groups, and we took separate um, flights throughout the entire country. And so we got ours was like a honeymoon trip, and we went to two world luxury lodges. We toured vineyards. We had like five course dining, and we attended two shows in Sydney. Um. That were live. And like were, two Oprah shows? Yeah, two Oprah okay. shows. I mean, they weren't live. They were right. taped, but they were live for us. Right. And it was so crazy because the people in Australia, they treated us like celebrities. Everywhere they went, they were like, woo! <laughs> and I was, I thought it was the funniest thing because I was like, wow, I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm not even that cool. And then we, um, and then at the very end, uh, we, when, on the final day, I got to meet Oprah and I hugged her. And I told her that she was like a mother to me. And it was just really good. Because I asked her, I said, is it okay if I hug you? Because watching her throughout the whole trip, I kind of, I actually really felt bad for her. Because I was like, geez, it would be so hard to be famous. Because she had like seven bodyguards and security. And people are just so disrespectful. Um, But it was the most amazing thing. So did she, so she let you hug her? Oh yeah, she was like, she just grabbed me so tight like she's just like a totally normal person right and she like kind of teared up it was so, it was it was incredible it was just incredible. awesome so yeah. did you hit everything else on your when, so what james said to the dream board was did he have mute oprah too and just oh uh, no take he had, <laughs> um he has like visit wrigley field we haven't done that yet he earned his master's which he did finish recently we had had a couple of children one was adopt a child which i don't know if that will act we had half 
we want two children, adopt one and birth one. And yeah. we birth two. Right. So um, I also have to write a book on there, which I've yet to do that. But most of the stuff we've checked I'm sure out. you'll get to it. I just have to have a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and earn a PhD. That was one of mine. Yeah. So yeah. Well, cool. Do you still have it somewhere? Yeah, I've got to dig it up somewhere. But I have a, I used to write a blog and it was in my blog and there's a picture of it. Yeah. Of all the stuff on there. That's pretty cool. Well, I awesome. recommend anyone do that because it's actually really powerful. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. We'll do that for totally the new year. You should totally do it. It's yeah. a fun activity, too. Just, like, anything you want. Like, no, don't think about why it can't happen. Right. Doesn't matter what you oh, want. Oh, one of the things that was on our <laughs> list, which I want to do, and I think we'll be able to do pretty soon, is um, take one of our salaries and don't, and be charitable with it for the entire year. Oh, nice. Like, do a different charitable thing every month with someone's salary. But you got to kind of be in, like, a safe financial place right. to do that. But I just think that would be a wicked fun thing to do. That was yeah. one of the things on our list, too. So... Very anyway. cool. Such giving, giving, mm-hmm. giving, giving. So <clears throat> I, so we're going to start with our favorite things. And so I have like a whole, we each have a whole list and we're going to have a, we'll put these in the show notes. But we're also going to be sharing, I'm doing like a little um, index directory of all of our favorite things. So if you heard something mentioned on the podcast and you are, don't want to go thumbing through to figure out which episode it was, we'll put them all in one place. Mm. Um, so I'll start with mine. So my first one is Bluetooth headphones. Mm. And I I do not have I do not have expensive Bluetooth headphones. Mine are some I don't even know the brand name. They're some like no name brand that I got as a gift. They were on Amazon. I think they were $30 and they're big over the ear Bluetooth headphones cuz I like those for when I'm working around in the house because it makes it obvious to the kids and Dave that I'm not listening to them. <laughs> that sounds bad, but I love my Bluetooth headphones for like, I'm going to go in the kitchen. I'm going to do all the dishes. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to clean the kitchen. I put on my Bluetooth headphones. I can put a podcast on, set my phone up on top of a shelf so it's not going to get dropped in the dishes or it's not going to fall out of my pocket and walk around. And they actually have huge range. So I can even leave my phone there and, oh, need to go change the laundry, run downstairs, change the laundry, keep listening to my podcast. Love my Bluetooth headphones. And they are super, and the ones I have are really cheap. We actually have another pair that are really good, and they came from a company called Skull Candy. And I'm going to just name drop them because I won a pair of Skull Candy wired headphones a few years ago at a conference. And we love, like, they're everyone's favorite headphones. We love them. And then one day, somebody sat on them or something, and it broke. There was this one hinge point, and we tried gluing it together. Dave tried soldering it together because we love these headphones and they just didn't, they wouldn't come back together. So Dave threw them out and I saw them in the trash and I was like, you know, I'm going to write the company. So I pulled them out and I emailed the company and said, I have these Skull Candy Aviators. We love them. They're our favorite. You know, is there, they broke and there's no place to fix it. Are there replacement parts? Is there anybody to get them fixed? And they wrote back and they said, uh, we no longer make those. We're really sorry. Go ahead and send them back, and here is a 50% off coupon for anything in our store. Wow. So we ended up buying a pair of $200 headphones because it was like $100, and those are also Bluetooth, and those ones are called Crusher. And those ones are, they're made for people who like really bassy music, which is not Dave and I, so they're a little they're a little different, but we never use the bass feature, but Dave loves them. That's his laundry headphones now. He's way more of an odd, like, because I mostly listen to podcasts, I don't have a big thing for sound quality and highs and lows and mids and all of that. And Dave, who produces our podcast, is very into audio and has a very fine-tuned ear. So he uses the higher quality ones. They also have a wire so you can plug it into your, like, if you're flying and can't use Bluetooth, you can use that. Um, but they just made one called the Hesh 3 Wireless, which basically looks like the Crusher 
furniture without that weird base feature. And like I've seen them on sale through this season for like a hundred dollars. And those are those are nice. But basically, Bluetooth headphones in general. I also have a Bluetooth earpiece. <clears throat> excuse me, that I will use at the gym or I'll use it if I'm out for a walk where I don't want to have my hearing completely cut off because if I'm out walking alone, I want to be aware of my surroundings, but I still want a podcast. So I'll plug that in and, and listen to that. So I, and I, I'll do it in the car too. I'll put it on my inside ear, leave my outside ear open for traffic. And then the kids can listen to their own music over the radio because I have an older car and I can listen to my podcast on a long drive and not listen to Taylor Swift forever, which is nice. So that is my first favorite thing. Awesome. Okay. So my first favorite thing is, um, I love or loved, but I still love the Dave Ramsey total money makeover plan because I think it totally changed my life. And also I think it's very relevant to what's happening today because in, I think it was 2008 or 10 or six, whenever this happened, but the last Republican administration made changes on student loans. And that was right around the time James had graduated. And so the minimum interest you could get on a student loan at that time, if you didn't have Stafford, uh, the special Staffords for income based was, um, I think 6.5%. And so all of James's loans were, the interest rates were going to be 6.5%. And we had, at that time, we had $50,000 of combined student debt. And um, his mother recommended that we read this book. So we read the book and we just went totally all in. And essentially, it took us five years, I believe, to pay off all that debt. But we paid off all our debt in five years. And it's total, it's completely changed our life in the way we live. And it's allowed me to have all my other favorite things that I'm going to talk about. So I highly recommend it. If anyone's looking for a good, it's really basic because we, you and I have talked about it a lot. It's like pay off your smallest debt first yep. and snowball all that money to all your other debts. And I mean, there were times when we were going through this, both of us were working multiple jobs, seven days a week. And then we use the same method to save up a down payment for our house and it took about eight months, but I worked like seven days a week mm-hmm. every single day. And this is what allowed Jim to be a stay at home dad. And, um, I just, I really highly recommend it because I think it's very simple. It is simple. And even though, like, if you listen as the resident atheist, he talks a lot about God. But when I've listened to him, I kind of ignore the Jesus part. And He's not over the top, I'd say. Yeah, he can be. He can be over the top sometimes. Well, I guess maybe the book isn't. I don't listen to the podcast. I've I've listened to the podcast and and stuff like that. And, um, And I definitely agree. Actually, like, that's one of my goals for 2018 is to I want to get my student loan. Like, my student loan actually has a really low interest rate. So it's never felt like a huge priority. But I kind of want to wipe it all out. And and that's my 2018 goal, actually, is to get rid of that and just not have it out there anymore. It's not even it's less it's like it's less than ten thousand dollars. But because it's a low interest rate, it's not the priority. Right. So it's 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 really crazy when you get rid of all your debt, how much money you can free up in a month you know between cars and i mean we we drove one car we ate like a hundred dollars a week of food everything was portion control (laughs) we didn't go out to eat i didn't buy anything and even still i have sticker shock about how much things cost because we just didn't shop for so many years because even after we got out of debt it was like save for the down payment now i have to buy a car and i never felt like free so now, even now, I'm like, wow, that's how much pants cost? Gosh, that's outrageous! You know, because I just basically didn't shop for, like, eight straight years. Right. But anyway, it's totally, still totally worth it. So my next one is um, my Roku. 
And so a Roku is a device that they have a stick or they have the box and it plugs into your TV and we don't have cable. We've never, we've never paid for cable. Um, we had apartments where the cable was just left on, like the previous tenant called to have it disconnected and it was never disconnected. So I, so I always say we never paid for cable because it was just there and I wasn't going to call them to say, oh, turn it off. <laughs> like I wasn't getting a bill and the old tenant wasn't getting a bill. Yeah. I'm actually kind of convinced and that, well, it's been a while now, but I think back in the day, if you called to cancel cable, they just waited for someone to call and set it back up and they would just switch the bill over and they just figured that that's what people would do because we never called to set it up. We weren't going to pay for it, but it never got turned off. So I think they were always just waiting for someone to pick up the tab and then forgot about it. Um, so, and now I do pay for like Netflix and Hulu and stuff, but the Roku is great because it is, it has on-demand TV. I don't have to pay for cable. I can watch, um, we have Hulu sling, uh, Amazon video, which I kind of count into my Amazon Prime. I don't really count it as a video service. I don't use it much. And um, Netflix. Did I say Netflix? Yeah. Netflix Hulu Sling is what we have. And then um, my parents have HBO and we kind of share our accounts. So I love having the Roku. I can just pull up a show that the show that I want to watch when I want to watch it. And in fact, it throws the kids off when they go to their grandparents and they'll be like, I want to watch, especially when they were younger, like, I want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't. It's not on yet. It's yeah. Oh, that's going to be on at 10. No, I want to watch it now. Well, no, that's not how TV... That's not how, that's how, not how TV works when you don't have a Roku. And now my parents actually have them. But, um, you know, they don't understand. And then when an ad would come on when they were little, they're like, what's this show? I'm like, it's not a show. It's a break. The show's not over. <laughs> they're just trying to sell you stuff. They just did not understand it. So I love my Roku. And one of the things that ours has is <clears throat> headphone listening. So it has a headphone jack on the remote. Oh. So you can plug in the headphones. So like we watch Stranger Things with a splitter and two sets of headphones because we wanted to hear the Dave, especially wanted to hear all the sounds and the oh spookiness of it. Serious. And without scaring the kids right. who sleep just upstairs, we only have like we have two TVs, but this is the one that we use for that. So it's nice to plug in and so you kind of have a movie experience, but you're not waking up your kids because it has the headphone jack. So some of them have that option, which is pretty cool, too. Ooh. That's really cool. I love, we have Roku too, and, and our kids are the same way. Like, they cry. The commercial will come on and they'll cry. You <laughs> know, it's, it's coming back. Okay, so my next favorite thing, and I know I'll get some haters on this, but it's okay, is Whole Foods. It's seriously like <clears throat> right behind Oprah. It's my favorite thing ever. I <laughs> love Whole Foods. Imagine if you ran into Oprah in a Whole Foods. Oh my gosh, it would be crazy. But I, Whole Foods, I love Whole Foods. I Every time I go there, I just feel happier when I leave. It has a great design. I love the way they organize the produce. It was, It's always different. And honestly, it gets a negative reputation for being whole paycheck. But I, if you're buying products that are either organic or, you know, you're concerned about certain additives or free-range chicken and things like that, it is not more expensive than Hannaford. Mm-hmm. If you're buying that, like, especially yes. now that Amazon owns it, have you been well, down since then? No, I haven't been because here's the sad part: is that we don't have Whole Foods here, and I don't think we'll ever get it. Although I really want it, I would be so happy because mm-hmm. the produce at Hannaford is terrible. Like half the time, I buy produce; it's bad. It goes bad, or an mm-hmm. apple you bite into it, it's disgusting. I don't. I I hate their produce. But anyway, I love Whole Foods. I wish we could get one. And now Amazon bought it. So hopefully you can order. I've heard that it's the prices are noticeably lower now That's that Amazon what I've heard owns too. It. And I've heard that it's part of Amazon's move into doing like grocery delivery and having a supply chain for, for fresh foods. So 
we will never happen here because we don't have one. But if you live near Whole Foods, it might be the kind of thing where you could actually order Whole Foods food from Amazon and have it dropped off at your house. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Which is kind of like Hannaford to go, which is also pretty awesome. I mean, we shopped at Whole Foods the whole time we were getting out of debt on a budget. And one of the crazy things about it, because when we first moved down south to Portland, when they had a Whole Foods, I want to shop there because food's, I've said it a hundred times, it's totally my thing. And James was like, no. And then he said, okay, you could, we can spend more money on food, but you have to keep it reasonable. So I was so vigilant with the food that I would buy literally the portion that we need for everything. And when we first started doing that, James seriously lost 10 pounds. He <laughs> drops because I there was never any leftovers. At the end of the week, our fridge would be completely bare. And my dad would, whenever he came down to visit, he'd be like, are you guys doing all right? Because we weren't shopping. We had like no, we had no furniture. If we did, it was maybe given to us. And our fridge would be completely empty. Like, do you need 10 bucks? Are you going (laughs) to That's awesome. All right. So my next one is my laminator. So I talked about how the kids laminated (laughs) the the cat. But I, I bought, so it's kind of funny how I bought this stupid laminator because I... I forget how it came up, but apparently like a couple year or so ago, there was a lightning deal on a laminator and I shared it on Twitter and said, hey, this is a great deal on a laminator. And and then unbeknownst to me, at least like two of my friends bought it. And I didn't know that, like, I, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. And then it came up and somebody said, you like a year later, somebody was talking about laminating and they're. And my friend's like, oh, my God, that laminator you recommended is the best thing I ever bought. It's so great. And I was like, what? What are you even talking about? Like, I had totally forgotten about sharing this stupid lightning deal. And so then I was looking and there was another lightning deal. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to buy it and see what happens. And my family loves this stupid laminator. It is awesome. It was I bought it through the Amazon warehouse deals, which is another kind of side note favorite thing. Like if you look at, on Amazon at something, sometimes it will say used and new. Like it'll say Laminator, $38.99, used and new from $19.99. And if you look at that, you can see if it's an Amazon warehouse deal, it will say the condition. And um, the one that I got said, like, box may be damaged. And I was like, well, whatever, it's for me. So, and the box came in fine. And actually, I just bought another one as a gift. And the box came in, it looked like it had been run over by a truck. So I am repackaging it into another box because (laughs) it looks so bad. But so I bought it for like $20. I bought the Amazon Basics laminating sheets because those are cheaper anyway. And we have used it for... The kids will make menus and laminate them. They make whiteboards for the car. I've laminated all of my plated recipes so I can reuse them and they don't get messy when I'm cooking. Ooh, that's a good idea. Right? I've, mm. um, what else have I, I've laminated like the most ridiculous things. I use it more than I use my actual printer, but I, I hate printers in general. But I will, I laminate, oh, we laminated the bingo cards that I did for the girls for the, for Christmas. Oh. We just like, oh, if it's eight and a half by 11 and we think it should be <laughs> waterproof, we'll laminate it. And so we just slide it through there. It's awesome. So the one that I have is actually the, and I'm going to be specific because the one I have is the Scotch Pro 906. And I like that one because it has a feed tray and a lot of them don't. So it allows you to set your project in and it pulls it in straight. Oh. So I like that one. I want to get the eliminator. I can show you the one that I got, but and if you if you look for the Amazon warehouse deals, they're pretty they're pretty affordable. Okay. Okay. My next favorite thing is Talbots, and I'm short, and <laughs> I've spent my whole entire life struggling to find clothes that fit me. And if I buy a pair of pants, I'll have to get them hemmed, and then that costs a lot. Most of the time, it was costing more than the pants cost to purchase. Mm-hmm. So Talbot's is kind of expensive, and um, 
also I think there's a myth, mis- myth or misconception that Talbot's is like an old lady store, which is what I always thought too. But I found some pretty modern mm-hmm. clothes. I get compliments on my dresses all the time from students. And now they'll be like, let me guess. You bought that at Talbot. Like, yes, I did. But I shop there twice a year and, well, sometimes more than twice a year. But my two big purchases are twice a year in the summer and then right after Christmas. They'll have, sometimes it goes up to 90% off clearance. And I also, this is like a double favorite thing. If you go, to, if you use cardcash.com, you can buy um, gift certificates for discounted pr- prices. So I'll go on, buy a huge gift certificate for Talbot's, like, say $200 or $300, uh, that's what, how much I'll pay, but the gift certificate will be like 500 And then I'll go stack that with the 90% off, and I will get like an entire new wardrobe at Talbot's for dirt cheap. This, but when I went back to school this year, I bought a $200 card cash, went to Talbot's because it was like 70 80% off, and I got 10 items, four dresses, two pants, two sweaters, a scarf, and I think a necklace. And it came to two, $198, but I had paid only 138 Nice. from the card cash. So I... So each thing was, was like $13? You can't even shop at Target for that cheap. No, you And can't. the clothes last forever. I mean, they're mm-hmm. such nice quality. So now I've heard that not everyone can get away with these deals, because part of it is, like, if they have your size by the time the clearance comes. Yeah. But nonetheless it's worth a shot to right. go in there at those times if you, especially if you're short a shorter person and you like the, and they have a great petite and card cash works is not just for Talbot so it's for no. other stores too so yes. I've seen I've trolled through there a few times when I'm looking to make a big purchase and yeah. sometimes I find something and sometimes I don't but that's sort of another it's like a side favorite, side favorite thing side favorite thing so my next one is not is free <laughs> so if you're gonna do Dave Ramsey this is free entertainment and it is um and so there's just a couple of my favorite podcasts other than Balance and Chaos. <laughs> and so a couple that I love right now are Pod Save America, which is put up by Crooked Media. And every week, once or twice a week, they talk about politics and they explain what's going on. And for instance, they just had one last week that was before the Senate voted for the tax bill. And they said, basically, it looks like the Senate is going to vote for the tax bill. Here's what that means. And I love it because it made me it made me feel a little more calm because I've been really calling our senators a lot, really being vocal about this tax bill because it is terrible for anyone I anyone I know, it is terrible for, period. Um, and a lot of people I don't know. So, but they were talking about, so this is what's going to happen, this, this, and this, and it just, it helped me feel a little bit less freaked out by the current state of politics. They're funny, they do swear in it, so it's, you know, it does drop some F-bombs, so it's not, you know, but they're funny and they're, nice and they were all they're all former uh, Obama staffers so it's definitely not an unbiased podcast they're definitely progressives and democrats and liberal and all of that but it's a great one another one is the dollop actually all of these have f bombs so that's just a blanket statement um the dollop is these two guys who one will read a story from american history or australian history if they're on tour and the other one will comment on it and it's like he's telling the story to his friend and his friend is like guessing it or you get to the punchline and it's and they just go on these tangents and it's like stand-up comedy and an audiobook and history and all of these things together and it is hysterical dave and i will listen to those if we're in the car on our own going like we went to thanksgiving we listened to a dollop episode on the way up and it's just they're really funny um and then my last one that I have as my for my top three is My Favorite Murder, which is a really popular one. And I started listening to it last, 
I started listening to it last summer when I was going out to uh, my conference in Colorado. And I was telling my sister and she was like, you just can't listen to that negative energy. And I was like, but it's not like it's really empowering. It's very much these two women who are comedians are reading stories about murder, which sounds creepy. But the way that they talk about it is really funny and it really honors the victims and just dumps on the criminals. It's a it's hard to explain unless you listen to it. Um, but my favorite murder is another one of my my is favorite that podcasts. The one that James is listening to? Yeah, he, yeah, James likes it. He likes weird stuff like that, too. I He watches these shows that are so... they To me, on the surface, I'm just like your sister. Like, how do you watch this before you, you and No, you and my sister. I think that's why we oh. get along so well, oh is God. because you and my sister would... Uh, like, my, my sister believes in God. You should go hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves wellness, and she loves Whole Foods. Like, you and my sister would get along so well. We have to meet. Yeah, I, once she comes to Maine this summer, I'll have you meet because you guys would totally. She, like, there are so many. Actually, now that I'm seeing it, there's a lot of parallels. So I think that's why we connect because I know how to handle you. <laughs> Seriously, Gretchen. Like right down to while I was setting up, she texts me with a tech question, and I'll and I'll, or I'll say something. And she's like, "What's that?" I'll be like, "It's a band, Kate," which yeah. is an ongoing joke with Kelly. Yeah, I'm like, "Who's that? What did they do?" <laughs> My sister's under there with you, so it's, it works out great. Perfect. Yes. Okay, my next favorite thing is, and I wish I had the exact title, but I'll have the link for it, is my L.L. Bean coat. It is almost to my ankles. It's a petite, so it fits me the right way, and it's so warm. And I don't know. I've lived in the state of Maine with the temporary hiatus I took to Boston for a few years, but the majority of my life, it is freaking freezing cold here in the winter. I've never really had a nice jacket, a warm jacket, and I bit the bullet on this one a few years ago I think three years ago and it's it's totally changed my winters in Maine I so and what her coat is this long down coat and I will tell you I had a coat and I've had it for at least it's been at least eight years because I remember people being when I was pregnant with Willa they were like I don't know if you can be able to zip that up very much longer and I was like I'll make it work and it was down and it was great and they don't make it anymore oh. and I'm so upset because it started to leak feathers around the around the cuff so I had to buy a different one and I didn't like any of the down coats because this one is like is I like I look like a giant avocado because it was a avocado green oh, yeah. and I like colorful coats so yours is nice and black and very classy yeah. but the colors even when we went on that um I was on this bus trip with the Girl Scouts this summer for a total of like 40 hours on a bus sitting and riding and I was texting Dave and I was like watching the cars go by I feel like I'm watching a, I could be watching a black and white movie because they don't make cool colored cars anymore they're all black white silver navy blue maroon and that's what ella bean coats look like now yeah it's true but you look at the men's one they have like a nice orange and i love orange i'm like i don't care if i look like a giant clementine rolling down the street give me an orange down coat i would Mm. buy the shit out of that coat but you don't so i have instead my orange one that i don't really like because the pockets are so deep i it'd be a great coat for taking to the movies but the pockets That's Elevin too. But the pockets go down to the bottom of the coat. So when I'm looking for my keys, I'm like elbow deep into my pockets looking for my keys. And I lose them in there. I literally used my tie lap looking for my keys the other day and I started ringing. And I had to like (laughs) dig and like, oh, oh, here they are. It's crazy how long, how these pockets are so huge. Whereas my green coat was perfect. It was so warm. I love down, but I'm waiting for them to get their act together and make a color that I like. They should take that into consideration because Patagonia, I'm always drawn to their coats because they're always super bright. They've got, and I would, 
I would get a colorful coat too. And I like but I like so bright. Expensive, and plus I want to support mm-hmm. Maine. So right, I, and I like bright because I like being like I don't I want to be seen in a snowstorm. Right, you know, it's yeah. kind of one of my. It's like why when my girls were little, I wouldn't let them get blue swimsuits. Because I want, I, they can only have hot pink or orange because I want them to be visible in the bottom of the pool should they end up there. <laughs> That's good. good so, so, yes, more colorful coats. All right. Um, so, and she'll have a link for that one. So, my next one is actually about keeping warm, too. Oh. Yeah. So, this one is a, um, a heated mattress pad. That's a great idea. Do you have one? No, you should get can, one. Does that have two? Yes. Dual Ooh, and the one that I have, I actually ordered it from Costco.com, even though we don't have a Costco up here and I'm not a member, but it's got a soft top. It has like some have thick wires and this has like micro wires. And the thing I love about it is that the, like, like an electric, first of all, mattress pad over electric blanket, the electric blanket has to sit on top of your bed. It has the cables that you can't tuck anything in. It yeah. drags around. This one goes on top of your bed and the and mine has a control on each side. So there's not one big chunk of plastic in the middle of your bed that runs the two controllers. Mm-hmm. It slides in on the side on each side. So it's and the, so it plugs in behind the bed and then you each have your controller. So you're not dealing with a cord at the end of the bed, which it seems like every electric blanket and a lot of heated mattress pads is a cord at the end of the bed. And I swear to god one of my simple pleasures i call it grilling myself (laughs) so at night i'll turn that on to high and i get in bed and i'll lay on my back and read for a while and then i turn over and i grill the other side (laughs) and then i turn it off and go to sleep and so i didn't know they made those that's a great idea i love it i just and i actually just ordered one for um for willa's bed ingrid has has an electric blanket that we had from a while ago and so it works out okay for her but for the bunk bed I was like, I, and if Ingrid's ever dies, I would go with a mattress pad over a blanket because it does, it like radiates the heat up and it's like sleeping on a hot rock like a snake. Yeah. I love it. It makes sense. <laughs> well, that's what the massage therapists use, yeah. I think. I think that's what's under there. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, my next favorite thing is our pocket doors. I'm, I'm obsessed with pocket doors because we just did a renovation on our house and we had this small room. I don't know, how big do you think that room was? Eight by eight? No, it was bigger than that. Bigger, maybe? Yeah. Okay, maybe 10 by 10. It's a small room, and in that room we fit a walk-in closet for coats, a bathroom, a full bath. Well, not really. I guess you probably wouldn't consider that a full bath. Three-quarters bath. There's no tub, but there's there's a shower, shower. and it's a good size, and a pantry, and a decent walkway. Mm -hmm. But the pocket doors really made that possible because they tuck in, and they're just so great for small spaces, and then... And I'm just obsessed with them. They're clean. They're not like in the way. Like the contractor we use hates them. He says that he says that they can like buckle and so we'll see how I like them over time. But right now I I seriously wish I had them in every room in my house. Yeah. They're it can awesome. be it can be hard if you have an intersecting some some rooms you can't do them because of the way the doors get set up and stuff. Yeah, you have to have the right so. the other thing too, you can't hang anything on the yep. wall that they Like my bathroom, what I couldn't have a pocket door because it intersects with the walls and instead like there's no place to do a pocket door right my upstairs bathroom but yes my parents did one at uh at their condo and it's it definitely is a great space saver and can, can be great Even, or the the other kind is this kind of like the sliding barn door that's kind of trendy yeah but the pocket doors are a lot cleaner yeah I, I like cleaner them. look most of the time they're just tucked into a wall and we don't even yeah. use them so it looks like we don't even have a door on there but i'm yeah i love them awesome so um, my next one is uh, my Vera desk, which is at work. 
and it's a stand-up desk, but it's a stand-up desk unit that can fit onto your existing desk because I I probably don't use it every day, but when I do use it, it's fantastic. So like sometimes I use it just to get out of the sun because the way my office is set up, but it has these two clamps on the side. I raise it up, and the thing that's nice about the Vera desk is that while I don't have a full full standing desk, I still have my drawers on the side, but the desktop of the Vera desk is big enough that when I raise my desk, up comes my coffee and my post-its and my little tape dispenser and, you know, all the stuff that just sort of clutters up your desk, like the whole thing comes up and I can stand up and then just drop the whole thing down and it's nothing falls off and it's really convenient and pretty affordable. So if you are somebody who's in an office and needs to spend some money before the end of the year and try to make your employees happy, they make corner units, they make bigger ones. Mine has the keyboard it's a little bit lower than the screen, but I love my, love my Veridesk. I have a, I had a neck injury when I was 25 from work and I did every possible intervention to treat that chiropractor, acupuncture, nerve specialist, blah, blah, blah. And two years ago I bought standing stations for my home office and my work office and I don't sit at all. And it has been a complete game changer on my injury i don't have any pain i i just our society we sit so much Mm -hmm. i think standing a sit stand is great the one at work is from ikea so it it's cheap so it can't i could move it but it'd be such pain right so i just stand all day there and that's and it's fine like it was a little getting used to but i highly recommend it for anyone who's sitting all day it's so much better for you okay my next favorite thing is our new golden doodle puppy Oh, <laughs> she is so sweet. We can she climb stairs yet? Cause no, <laughs> she can't. Here's Kelly's secret shame. Her dog doesn't know how to oh climb stairs. Gosh. No, this is not my fault. This is my husband's <laughs> fault. Who's babied her? But she is such a great breed. We we had a lab before, and I loved our lab. But she is hypoallergenic, and James has really bad allergies, and so does Maxwell. So she doesn't shed, which is I can't even believe it. I mean, she sheds a small amount, but you would never notice it. Not like your lab did. My lab, it was, you had a vacuum every day. It was like an entire dog had shed in your house. And she's just, she's been really, she has her few traits that are a little annoying. Like if you take her on a walk, she's so anxious. She, any person she sees, if they don't pet her, it's like (laughs) she's going to die. And the same with another (laughs) dog. She loves dogs. She just wants to play with them. So she's really hard on the leash. But with the kids, she's good with the kids. She's really smart. She's super cuddly. She's just the cutest little... She's like a little teddy bear. She is super cool. She is super cool. My um, cousins have golden doodles, or a golden doodle, for all those same reasons. And I hadn't... I hadn't met theirs I saw the pictures but then I met yours and I was like okay I can see why people would think this is a good dog because Lottie yeah. is aside from her Trump-like fear of stairs yes right <laughs> she is very she, you have to carry her and she's getting big so yeah. I told James you've got to work on this because he can carry her he's going to be able to carry her forever but I'm not that strong to carry no. a dog up the stairs let him carry the dog because then he can start carrying you around <laughs> and you can just sit at the bottom of the stairs and be like James James well I got a text from Gretchen one day she said, Dave saw James carrying Lottie downtown. Can your dog walk? <laughs> she And the weird thing about her is she loves to be held. If he, When he picks her up like that, she just goes so calm. Like she, it's, I've never met a dog that likes That's to be crazy. held. She's weird. It's weird, but she's adorable. So my next one is my sewing machine. And so my sewing machine is sort of like, like Kelly's Oprah story, but 
doesn't have anything to do with Oprah and is less cool. But I um, I decided that when I turned 40, I wanted to... We're going to totally hear the cat scratching her post right now, his post. Um, I, I wanted uh, to upgrade my sewing machine because I really do love to sew. It's like one of those things that I've always liked to do. And so I went to this um, sewing store. I went to a dealer, tried them out. I was like, this is a sewing machine I want. I told my parents. I told Dave. This is in like January. I'm like, this is all I want for this year. So save your pennies, get together. This is what I want. And in February, I think it was, the company had a contest and I read the fine print and the contest was submit a photo and you could win this exact machine. It's a Janome. And I read the the rules and the rules said uh, unlimited entries. You must submit a photo when are drawn randomly. So I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if I have the best photo or the most heartwarming story. People aren't voting on this. They're just going to pick one randomly, and I can enter as many times as I want. <laughs> so you entered a thousand times? I entered, I entered so many times at the end, because I posted all the pictures on their like social media feed or whatever. I counted up, and I had 38% of the entries. <laughs> I will also let you know that every contest they've run since then allows only one entry. <laughs> I really think that like some intern got in trouble for not making the rules only one entry per household or something. And they've had like vote for the best one. Like this one was totally random. So I took pictures of every project I'd ever touched, projects other people had made me. It was all about like tell your sewing story. And I just posted pictures endlessly. And the drawing was going to be on like March 31st. So March 31st came and went and nothing happened. I was like, oh, well, you know what? I tried. I had 38% of the entries. <laughs> still wasn't, you know, there's still you another, there's still another 62% out there that could have won. And then on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, I get an email like, congratulations, you've won. So I won this amazing sewing machine and I love it because wow, it's, awesome. it's super powerful and it does anything I want it to do. And it makes me so happy every time I sit down at it and I'm so glad. And so then my parents, they, then they had to, then they were all set for my birthday. They didn't have to get me anything because I got the sewing machine I wanted and I love it. It takes up a huge chunk of my dining room but i don't care i want it and i like it so i love that i have it well at least you didn't just sit at the same picture every time oh no it was like you put a lot of effort into it oh my i put so much effort into it it was like a you job that i did i worked hard i love it so that was so that's my next one so you okay my next favorite thing is les mills okay so les mills is a exercise franchise out of australia oh no actually they're out of new zealand but they have the same accents and um, <laughs> Australians gonna be pissed about that. I know, sorry, <laughs> sorry for all the Australians. Um, but they have experts who choreograph exercise routines, and then they're trained instructors, and you have to get certified. And then gyms can purchase subscriptions to the program. And if you just go to lesmills.com, you can search for gyms in your area. But it totally transforms group fitness because. The music is fantastic, and the instructors are high quality. So it's not like when you're in one of these classes, and you're like, oh, my gosh, shut up. You know, Mm -hmm. we've done this for 45 minutes. And they're also, they think about injuries and um, working your whole body. So the class that I've been taking recently is Grit, and it's 30 minutes, which I love, and it's really high intensity, but it's in you're done with it in 30 minutes, which I find very helpful because I can't be at the gym all day long. And they also offer these online. You can get um, on-demand subscriptions. And I think it's $120 a year. So you could just do it in the comfort of your own home. And you have access to all of the different classes on the on-demand subscriptions. I go to the live gym, but that's another option. And I, I highly recommend it. They're awesome. I went, I'm back at the gym this week. Yeah. My friend and I went and 
I could barely walk on Tuesday. <laughs> but it was totally great. We went back. We're going again tomorrow. Good. Okay. Great. Um, and so my next one is the Instant Hot Tap, which is a thing that I actually don't have, but is one thing that I really want. And... And I wouldn't get it until I did a kitchen renovation or something. But if you're looking to renovate your kitchen, as people sometimes start thinking this time of year, this is a little tap. It has a little miniature water heater that sits under the counter and there's a tap next to your faucet. And when you lift it up, out comes almost boiling water. So it's perfect for tea or for cocoa (laughs) or for pour over coffee or for instant oatmeal or anything you might need hot water for. And I, for me, if I had it, it would take a couple things right off my counter. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have a coffee maker. My sister has one and she doesn't use a coffee maker. They just do pour over. I would not have my electric kettle that I use to make our tea. It would clean up so much space. And I, so I love the idea of the instant hot tap mm. and I wish I had one. So I just put that out there is if you're looking at 2018 as your year to redo your kitchen, <laughs> look into the instant hot tap if you <laughs> like hot things. That's, I never knew that existed. Okay. My next favorite thing is the doTERRA past tense. And I wish I had some because I was going to give it to you. So you roll it. I lost it, actually. I just <gasps> I just tried it for the first time, and I, I freaking lost it. Anyway, you, <laughs> it, you roll it on the back of your neck and your temples, and it tingles. It's supposed to be for, like, yep. calming. But I don't know what the heck is in it, and it seriously tingles. And I haven't had one that has a noticeable effect, but I love it, and I did lose it. But it's awesome. I really love it. I kind of like that you, the past tense that you got is now in your own past tense. It is. It's in my own past tense. I'm going to have to have James order me another one. Um, my next one is authors. So just a, three author recommendations. I love to read and sometimes I read really heavy stuff and sometimes I just want to read. I just want to read a story that is entertaining and that I know I will like. So there are three authors that I know that no matter what they write, I will like I will buy it without even reading the back of the book. Oh, new book. I've got it. It's great. And so those three authors are um, uh, Jennifer Weiner, Leanne Moriarty, and Rainbow Rowell. And I like Rainbow Rowell is my newest, most recent, most favorite author because I love her books. I feel like she captures, she has written about people in all different stages of life. And I feel like she captures the feelings of all those stages, like being in college or being in high school or being married and she captures it so well. And so that's my newest one. And Leanne Moriarty is an Australian author, actually. Mm. And who writes about these, like, domestic situ, Like, oh, like, everything's great, but there's always, you know, like, some weird thing happens. Or there's a, the, the husband's secret. Or one was about um, what Alice... I think it's what, oh, was it what Alice forgot? I think that's what it's called. Where the woman has a head injury and, and she's in the process of getting divorced and she has a head injury and she wakes up and she's like, no, I totally, like, she goes back to when she loved her husband. So it's really interesting. Um, it's just interesting. And Jennifer Weiner just writes about cool, she just writes, she's also a woman's author who writes great, compelling stories about women. So I'm, I'm never unsatisfied when I read those books. Well, I'll go to my book then. So I have a hard time reading fiction. I don't know what it is about it. I'll just read it. And if it doesn't grab me right in the beginning, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. I'm like, well, what's the point of this? It's. Fit. I wish I could because I think it'd be a good stress reliever. But anyway, I have a difficult time with it. But one of the books that I recommend that's on my favorite list is Millionaire Next Door. And the guy's last name is Stanley. But he's a researcher. Seriously, my sister was just like, have you read The Millionaire Next Door? She just listened <laughs> to it in her car. I swear to God. Oh my gosh. It is... Okay. It's, and I, I read it a long time ago. I read it. but It's such a great book because it talks about 
the misperceptions of what people think millionaires actually do. Mm-hmm. You know, they typically they don't have, you know, the Mercedes Benz and the 6,000 square foot house in the fancy neighborhoods. And, um, but it also gives a lot of great advice about how to be fiscally responsible and from taxes and gifting money and wh- where you buy your clothes and what kind of cars to buy and houses. So I had read this book, um, when we were house shopping, when we were going to move back home to Bangor. And poor James, because the the book has multiple chapters on the house you buy, and he really emphasizes that millionaires buy houses in established neighborhoods, old established neighborhoods where, yep. you know, resale value and all this. So we, we were looking at newer houses because we wanted a newer house with all the things we've talked about before on previous podcasts, but... Every time we'd go into one of these newer houses, the neighborhoods were all new. And you could tell. I could see the things they talk about in the book. Like, the sidings didn't look good. They didn't have sidewalks. You're not sure about if this yep. neighborhood's going to make it in 20 years. Right. And so that's how we ended up in this neighborhood. We When we went into our house, I was like, this is it. This is the house that they talked about. Like, this yeah. is a good buy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I recommend the book. It's really great. Especially if you make it your, um, your goal for 2018 to get out of debt or try to improve finances because it's motivating. Mm-hmm. It really helps. Um, and I, I read a ton of finance books when we were getting out of debt just to help me from going crazy because we couldn't do anything fun. <laughs> Shara has been on our podcast before and I've always been like this with these books. She calls them my self-help books. So we used to, you know, do, she was on the track team. So she'd do track workouts. She'd create track workouts for me and we'd do them together. And I'd be telling her, oh, Shara, <laughs> I gotta tell you something. She'd be like, Kelly, is this from one of your self-help books like, yeah she's like okay just want to make sure but she knows she's like i always have advice for my self-help books the um so so keeping on with the books one another one of my favorites is goodreads.com which is an app and a website that can help you keep track of the books you've read and help you keep track of the books you want to read and the other thing if you have populated a lot of stuff you can even get daily deals so I have regularly bought books that come through on a daily deal that might be for a Kindle because I read all my Kindle almost exclusively. So maybe a book I have my want to read, they'll say, hey, this book is in your want to read and it's 99 cents. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe millionaires next door don't buy the 99 cent. But I share my Kindle account with my mother and my sister. So I'll put it in there and be like, hey, I just add a new book to the account. And so other people might read it before I get to read it. But it lets us share our libraries across the country, which is kind of nice. So goodreads.com is a great way to keep. They also do challenges. So if you're looking at the new year to read more, you can set a goal. Like I want to read 50 books this year and it will keep track. And it's sort of interesting. That's cool. Okay. This is another website too. Um, I love ewg.org, Environmental Work Group. If you ever look up. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You can search products. There's also a phone app for it. And you can search pro- uh, products for um, environmental safety, carcinogens. I use this in my class that I teach, and it's, I always have students bring in a product that they use daily, and they're always so shocked about how terrible, most of the time how terrible it is for them. Or products that they were buying, like um, one this semester had been buying Bare Minerals makeup, which is really expensive. Mm-hmm. But the I can't remember if it was L'Oreal or one of the very cheap brands is actually better for the environment and mm-hmm. purity. Uh, a lot of times the products that are better, though, do cost for the environment and do cost more. So this can irritate James sometimes. I'm like, well, we can't buy mm-hmm. those dishwasher tabs because they're ter- they're killing the earth. And he's like, well, Kelly... Do you think us not killing the earth is really going to make a difference? Yes, it is. So um, Environmental Work Group, highly recommend it. All right. Um, 
So another website I have is if you have an older car and are trying to maintain it and you maintain your own cars, there's probably a car forum for your car. So I have an Odyssey and it's a 12 year old minivan and I love it. Although a big piece of it fell off today on the way to school. <laughs> I think it's part of the catalytic converter according to Dave. I sent him a picture, but it was, we're driving along and, his <laughs> and Ingrid just about jumped out of the sea. Like, what was that? And on the way back after I dropped her off, I swung by and picked it up and put it in my car and <laughs> took a picture. I'm like, hey, it's still driving. It's fine. But so Audi Club is one for Odysseys. So because of that, I've been able to like figure out weird issues. Like my doors were weird. So I went to Audi Club and said, oh, the door sticks. And there's a really easy, you can take it to the dealer and fix it for $800. But here's an easy fix for $100 at home. And Dave is really pretty handy. So he is able to fix those things. So we fixed a lot of things on my older car by just knowing how to search for those on the forum. So the oh, one for the cool. Odyssey is Audi Club. And they have them for just about any car that you would be looking for. That's really cool. Okay, my next one is a game, and I love Taboo. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. I think it's the funnest game ever. That's basically it. Okay. It's so fun. Do you play it with your kids, or do you play it with other adults? We, I don't think the kids are quite old enough, but we used to play it a lot in college, and then recently, I just celebrated my birthday a couple weeks ago. We had a couple people over and we played it and it reminded me of how much I love it. But we got, is it gestures where you act it out? Yeah. Yeah. So James bought that too. We didn't end up playing it, but we did play that with the kids and they were, we had to tell them because they can't quite read yet. Right. What, the, the, what they were supposed to act out, but it was fun. And I think that could be fun with them when they're a little yep. older. Gestures is kind of similar. Right. But I love Taboo because if you have, like if we all played it together, we'd have all these inside stories like yesterday on the text thread. Yeah. Well, my, my best friend and I have played Taboo, and when we play, it is like, like we'll just look at each other and make, like, an, a face. Yes. And she'll get it. And people won't let us play together yeah, when we do. It is probably annoying to those other people, but it's super fun. I love that game. All right, so I'm down to three left. Are you down to three left, too? Okay. I could cut some off. i got a couple more. <laughs> well, so my next one is a Petzl headlamp, and I have this headlamp, and it's like an outdoorsy, like, I'm going to go hike a mountain in the dark headlamp. I've never hiked a mountain in the dark with the headlamp ever at all. But what I use it for, I use it actually when I sew to get like better lighting when I'm, so I'll put it on when I sew. I've used it to, when I had to treat a child's hair for lice, I've used it for that because it helps me see better. I've used it to find things. Like if I'm digging around and trying to find something under the couch or whatever, I can put it on my head and do that. We used it in the power outage. I've used it to read books when I'm, don't, before I had my Kindle, but sometimes if I'm somewhere where I don't have a Kindle, but I want to read a book, um, like at my parents at the, at, at the island or something, I'll put the headlamp on and I don't keep everyone up, but I have a little flashlight to read my book. So that's actually what all the kids are getting for Christmas this year from us. My nephews and my girls are all getting their own little kid size headlamp for Girl Scout camp and for Ooh. all that kind of stuff. That's fun. Okay. I love Shark Tank. <laughs> Do you watch it? I've seen it, but I don't watch it regularly. It's so funny because James and I noticed on our TV that they show they rate the shows and you can see the show ratings now and it gets a mid 50s rating and we been we keep talking about how is the show ranked so low? But then I'll ask people, "Do you watch the show?" and they either don't like it or they they either don't like it or they don't watch it. But I love the show. I'm starting to get really good at what deals they're going to actually invest in. But I'm always thinking, man, I wish I had an idea. 
Yeah. It, it's, it's inspirational to watch, although I'm still dry. I don't have any ideas. I, I'll give you an idea. This is an idea that I've had that you will hate. Okay. You can never go on. <laughs> we should do this, though, is um, creating a company that only sells spoonfuls of frosting. <laughs> For birthday parties, because kids never eat the cake, they lick off the frosting, yeah. and every birthday party, all you're left behind is these like these defrosting cupcakes. That's true. Carnage. So you just make a really pretty spoonful of frosting, put a little bow on it, decorate and put eyes on it, and you stick them in a styrofoam ball or something, and you say, "Here you go," and you say, "Happy birthday to you." Instead of dealing with a cupcake, here's a spoonful of frosting. We cut right to the chase. That's what you want. That's what you get. Spoonful of frosting. I think there's a great idea. I, I think sometimes <laughs> people think that I'm so concerned about food that we don't ever eat anything bad. But I definitely take my kids to McDonald's against my better judgment. But Cameron But wouldn't it. it be fun to go in Shark Tank and, and, yeah. and be seen as the as the wellness coach selling spoonfuls of frosting? Yeah, see, I couldn't do that because it would be against my value. But I think it's a great idea and I'd support you doing it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Someone else can do that and then I'll take them to court. Shark Tank is amazing. Okay, go ahead. Mine is long charging cables. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. So I only pretty much buy charging cables if they're six feet or like, I think it's six feet long. They're huge. Because if I put them in the van and someone in the back needs a charge, I can plug it in up front because it's an older van and it can snake back to the second row. I use them here to charge so that we can have our device not be tied to the wall. I have one next to my bed to charge my phone at night. So don't buy a charging cable unless it's six feet long. Totally agree. Okay, I love pickles. <laughs> Just like in general. I love them. What kind I, of pickles? No, dill, dill. Dill. Okay. I like sweets sometimes, but dill, <laughs> ew, dill, I just I can't get enough of it. One time in college, I didn't have any food, and I had a jar of dill pickles. I ate the entire jar. The next day, I couldn't, I mean, I was so swollen from sodium. <laughs> it was wild. But sometimes I'll go to restaurants. Okay, so anytime I get a sandwich or anything that has pickles, I'll ask for extra pickles. Sometimes if I don't get a sandwich and it doesn't come with a pickle, I'll order a pickle on the side. And the other thing is I get a hot water typically when in the winter because I get cold. So every That's why you want Instant Hot. I know. I, should, I wish I would have known about that before mm. we did this renovation but anyway so i'll say to the waitress can i get a hot water and a pickle and every time okay so people that go out with me they know they're like oh she's weird and the waitresses will always be like okay or the server never had that request before but sure you can have a pickle on the side with the hot water i love pickles <laughs> I'm, obs- I'm totally obsessed with pickles all right um this is so i think this is my last one on my list is the grid it cable organization and I got one of these for, um, I got it for the Girl Scout trip. And then actually a month later, I went to my conference and it was a giveaway, which if you're a corporate person who's trying to figure out giveaways for your company at these trade shows, get the little gridits because they were awesome. I made my sister get one too. And it's this little flat thing that has all these different size elastics and it holds all of your cables. I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you mine before you uh, go. Okay. And it sounds weird, but it's like creates this platter of cables with everything tucked in. Everything's easy to access. And then I just, for the DC trip, I just tucked it in the front of my bag. So when kids, and because I had a headphone splitter so that the, um, the Girl Scouts could listen to all, listen to the same song. I had my Apple Watch charger. I had my battery backup, which was a huge, that's also not actually, I should probably throw that one into having a backup battery pack. Yeah. It was huge for us for our power outage. 
when I was in D.C., I had everyone's phones plugged into it in my bag because I would charge it up at night. I'm like, I am packed for power. Let's go. So the Gridit cable management system is really great if you're for traveling. When I go on a plane, it's nice. Everything's kind of tucked into one place and easy to find. Mm. It doesn't become a spider web of cables. Love it. I hate to end on this one, but I just have to confess it. I mean, I went from Whole Foods to this, but... <laughs> and I went to... Oh, I, no, I went from Oprah to this. Oh, God. Ooh, baby. Okay. Show I love, which I know is terrible, and everyone can yell at me for it, but I love The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette isn't the best in Bachelor in Paradise. It's totally a guilty pleasure. I know it's trash. It's terrible. It's degrading, and it's complete trash, but I... James and I love it. Jennifer Weiner actually on Twitter will used to live tweet all the Bachelor episodes. So I would see it come across and be like, oh, Oh my gosh. It's so actually one of my roommates in college was the Bachelorette. Oh, really? Yes. Ashley Hebert. Oh, isn't she one that got married? Yes. She married JP. And Jane. Okay. So so this actually, actually, this is a perfect way to end because you went from Oprah. Yeah. To. So you met Oprah and you knew the Bachelorette that actually got married. Yeah, that's true. Um, James TV asked, TV. when when I was talking to James about my favorite list, he goes, oh, when are you guys going to have me on the podcast to dissect The Bachelorette? Because he does these Dave crazy... Said when, Dave asked when he could be on the podcast. <laughs> so we should have one one day with just oh like husbands. Gosh. He does these crazy recaps of the shows and they're so hilarious. I'm dying laughing every time. We used to have fantasy leagues, Bachelorette fantasy leagues, but he got <laughs> kind of busy for that. So... Okay, and I want to say one more thing that I'm, I regret sure. not saying in the beginning, and I also regret when Shira wasn't here, but when I was in Australia with Oprah, I met this woman who, how she got picked to go is that she had watched a show on Oprah about a kid, uh, a homeless child who, there was an organization that gave birthday parties to homeless children, and she went back, She after she watched that show, she is a wife of a police officer and so she created this organization called spouses behind the badge and they started off providing birthday parties to homeless children and they they expanded at one point they donated a car to a woman who was previously homeless and they did all these great things so anyway i used to write this uh, blog and i wrote about it and shiro at the same time was doing an internship at the portland police station so she connected with this woman and shira created an organization called cops with cakes and it's um so, the police officers deliver the party, but Shira does everything behind the scenes. There's cakes, presents, and they go right to the shel- the homeless shelter. And it's she's expanded it to um, women's clinics, mm-hmm. uh, women's um, recover uh, homeless clinics for mm-hmm. women in crisis and stuff like that. And uh, the, she has a lot of community support now. She'll just put out a, she has a Facebook page, Cops with Cakes, and she'll put out a little request i need a cake and people will make the cakes and they do these elaborate cakes and it's just such a great organization i should have brought it up when she was on the show because it's phenomenal and you should check it out it's uh copswithcakes.com or copswithcakes on facebook and that was like an offshoot of my oprah trip kind of i mean nice. she, obviously shira did all the work it was just like this woman heard about it on oprah this woman did it shira heard about it shira did it it's really awesome very cool amazing we need one up here too all right, so that puts us, we're actually, this is our longest episode yet. It's very long. <laughs> but like, you guys are all still there behind the yes, microphone. Yes, exactly. So that's going to wrap it up for our favorite things episode. So we will be back next week. 
I don't I think a... we ever dinged on the fact that we were replicating Oprah's favorite things. That they should have got that. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is our favorite things. Actually, I just saw a Facebook thing that Oprah just released her favorite things list. So we're like a day late, but oh, whatever. Well, it's all right. Anyway. All right. So thank you. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.